Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 23 of Alice in Wonderland. I'm Vic Philipson in a cloudy but fair Christiansand, Norway. And I'm Alice in a little bit overcast, very windy, but still hot and sunny Morocco. Hot and sunny. Tell about how hot and how sunny. Um. Well, it's 32 in Marrakesh. <laughs> And yeah, it's about eight degrees cooler up here. So we, we've really swapped in from last time I spoke to you two weeks ago mm-hmm. when my friend Sean was staying. She was she had a hot water bottle at night. <laughs> and yeah. And like now you don't even need a duvet. It's just a sheet only. So it's an incredible change in just a fortnight. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, good. Summer is here. Summer has come. <laughs> So it's 24, that's pretty nice, 24 degrees, but I guess up there in the hills, it's probably pretty warm for you then. Yeah, it is. Um, I am, um, I had, I've just done a couple of days really hard hiking. Mm-hmm. So um, a friend, another friend arrived, Natalie from Edinburgh, because there are direct flights now from Edinburgh to Marrakesh. Ooh. And she, li- she literally came for four days. So I zipped down to collect her. Brought her back up, and then because um, she'd arrived late, there was a delay in the plane, so we didn't get back here till very late. We we planned to do a two day hike, um, and we decided we'd set off late because there's no, you know, honestly, if you if you beast it too much, if someone arrives and we we don't get to bed till like one in the morning, then we're off at six. Mm. It kind of ruins your experience. So it's not that hot that you can't. We set off at one, which is you know. <laughs> in the the heat of the day yes i know but the first this is a very nice hike and if anyone comes to morocco to the atlas mountains it's worth thinking about so it's two days the first day you go up to zimazik which is my local pass and then you go over the hill you stay at a place called azib tamsul there's a jeet there a little inn Mm -hmm. uh you stay there and then the next day you go up another pass called tizim tizikert and then down, 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 all the way down to Imlil. So it's a very nice walk that goes through quite a lot of different environments. Um, but it kind of beasted me a little bit. <laughs> just because you weren't ready for it or just? Well, I think so, you know, I've only just come out of Ramadan. And also just before Ramadan, two weeks before I twisted my foot really badly yeah, and wasn't mm-hmm. even able to walk for a bit. Mm-hmm. And so honestly, I've had kind of seven weeks of inactivity. So going from seven weeks of because Ramadan, you know, I am that person that can train on no water. Right. So, yeah. oh, this funny noise. There is. <laughs> can't hear it yeah really funny noise at my end can you hear that no no oh okay sorry you'll have to edit that out um anyway so (laughs) coming coming out of you know having twisted my ankle and actually it was quite good timing because in ramadan i couldn't do anything so i just had to rest it uh but it's then going straight into high you know high rough hiking Mm. is just quite a thought and the real problem was descending because my ankle's not 100 percent And the second descent is about 1,100 meters straight down. Holy cow. Yeah, on really, really rocky, slidey paths. And just by the very end, I mean, you know, the walking is amazing here. There's so much to see and hear and experience. But then by the end, I'd say the last two and a half hours, it was just a bit of a head game of kind of, you know, 
my leg really, really hurts now and it's stiffened up a lot and I've just got to get down. So that's a bit unfortunate. But I think if you do anything like this, I'm sure everybody out there is probably nodding their heads because there are going to be times, aren't there, Vic, when, frankly, you know, it's not fun and you've just got to finish it off. But the rest of the two days was amazing. Well, that's lovely. I'm glad she had fun. Yeah, uh... She did, and we saw quite a bit of mountain life. So it's always good because the path we go up at the moment, spring, you know, spring, early summer. So the the kind of alpine flowers are out. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some beautiful ones that look like orange primroses that are everywhere. The, but, the It's the season of butterflies. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have three main types. We have white ones, yellow ones, and kind of reddy brown ones. I don't know what any of them are called, but those are the three main types, and they were in abundance. Um <laughs> And the walnut trees, all the leaves are fresh and green. So when you go through that part of the hike, there's a part that goes through a walnut forest that's really shady and perfect. You know, that's that's one of the gorgeous parts. And then as you go right up over the pass onto the other side, there's a juniper tree forest. Um, and that's gorgeous because, of course, it smells of resin. Mm-hmm. So you have a very strong smell. And um, the trees are protected because they are... Uh, they take so long, 100, 200 years to grow. And we're in the Tubkal National Park here. So you can't actually chop them down for any reason. Um, and fun fact, juniper trees are male and female. Females have berries. So I, I believe... I knew that some had berries, fact. but I didn't mm-hmm. realize that was just the females. There you go. Well, allegedly so. That's what Lassen told me. <laughs> I haven't Googled it to double check it. So it, there's probably there's probably a botanist out there going, what? If so, let us know. Um, and then when you go right down, so you go to this juniper forest, you can see for a really long way, nearly over to Marrakesh, except it's slightly around the corner. And then you go down, 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 down to the Azib. And that's all terraced agriculture uh, and very green at the moment with young wheat. Mm-hmm. So it's got this kind of neon green, you know, patch right in the middle of the mountains. And there's still a tiny bit of snow on the snow caps. So it's all pretty cool. And oh, then that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it is. And it's a really nice place to spend the night. The only problem, we had a bit of a disaster. Um, when I'd phoned in, I'd said, can we have tagine for dinner? And then, you know, just breakfast and we'll go off about half past eight. Um, we got there and the guy was really nice, Hassan, and we had a long chat and he brought us lovely, really refreshing mint tea. And then we were like, oh, can we have tagine after the showers? And he went, what tagine? <laughs> so I know. You he didn't get the message. 10% never got the message. I know, but he hadn't made us any dinner, so we didn't have any dinner. Oh, at all. No, well, oh, it was a no. bit of a disaster. So we said, well, look, what have you got? And he said, well, I can give you breakfast. <laughs> so we had we had nighttime <laughs> breakfast, and then at breakfast, we had breakfast, breakfast. So um, <laughs> N- Natalie discovered a love for the, the kind of local peanut butter, which is called Amalu, mm-hmm. and it's made of toasted, roasted ground almonds mm-hmm. with argan oil and honey. Sounds fantastic. Honestly, it is actually very, very nice. I think this is a bit addictive. So, you, you know, you have one little nibble of it. You're like, right. yeah, so we've, so that was instead of tagine, but not to worry. We had a tagine when we got back to Imlil finally. <laughs> Beata just was <clears throat> certainly not in your neck of the woods, but she was uh, in North Africa until this really? afternoon. Yeah, yeah. She was, we have friends who just moved to Tunis, to oh, Tunisia. Nice. Mm-hmm. 
and they are uh, he's a colonel in the Bundeswehr. He's the the uh, the military attaché to the to, from Germany to Tunisia. So it's his final oh posting. He's retiring. Yeah, he's a full colonel. He's going to finally retire. Uh, but they had two years of of Arabic to uh-huh. be able to do this. Uh, Beata says it's it must be a very difficult language <laughs> because she thought that they were having a lot of trouble coordinating and uh, communicating with uh, with everybody they had to to deal with. Um, I think it's pro- it's probably. I mean, you know. I think the thing about languages is it's what you use them for and everyone has their own kind of special mini language, don't they? Sure. If you were working in a kitchen, it would be a very different kind of language you'd be using from working in the military. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it always just takes a little bit of time to th- think yourself into uh, the correct terminology and the way people are using it. Because, I mean, you know yourself, you know, if I went, say, I, I went, I'd say very unlikely scenario where i joined the british army right now i mean a lot a lot of the the word you know the things people be talking about i wouldn't know what they were talking about even in my own language yeah 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 but although i did uh i have uh i have friends who are professional translators and they say that it's usually a very specialized vocabulary of not more than about 30 words once you have or 30 wow. concepts really it's not that big but uh, for most technical translations, you have a very specific group of vocabulary terms and ideas you have to get your head around. And then it's a lot the same. But I don't huh. know. <clears throat> Interesting. I, uh, I mean, these are folks who speak English, French, German. So they're not unskilled in language. And they lived a long time in Lille in, in France. Yeah, so, English, French, and German is not bad. Arabic is a complicated language to learn. I yes, mean, there is there is no doubt about that. My understanding. But, but um, I've know, told you my you impression of Arabic. It always sounds just like a, a low grade argument. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, you're not you're not hearing the right kind. Well, people say the when same I, thing about <laughs> Germans. You know, they they say that German sounds like uh, uh, people arguing with one another. They're really not. No, I don't. People have strange conceptions. There's quite there's quite a lot of stereotyping of languages, which I always, you know, because I love languages, I always find slightly yeah, odd. But but there are. I mean, you know, like German is kind of castigated as as a, a bit of an ugly language, which actually is extremely unfair because apart from anything else, German German has some of the most beautiful romantic and sentimental poetry oh, yeah. of any language I've ever met, and it has oh, all yeah. these. Like, Lovely words like heimat, meaning kind of home, but having such a deeper meaning that, mm. in fact, it's interesting that somehow, and I, I mean, I wonder if, if that stereotype of German, you know, really is a, is a hangover from World War One and Two for British I, people. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, but yeah. the same with Arabic, people say, oh, it's so guttural. And I mean, there are sounds that we don't have, but it's not. I wouldn't say it was guttural. But, I never oh, thought it oh was guttural. I, I thought there were more more sounds in the in the front of the of the of your uh, uh, face. Your that, yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds weirder to me. But, well, Vic, you've just reminded anyway, me of something. Yes, yes, I've made a huge new. I've made a new discovery this week. Yes. Okay. Also to do with languages, but this this is a real. This is something that is kind of. 
I had to lie down with a damp cloth on my forehead for a while <laughs> after I found this All right. out. All right. So, you know, I'm learning, I'm learning Berber, I'm learning Tashlihit and I'm mm-hmm. doing lessons three times a week. Um, and Tashlihit is quite complicated because they don't really like vowels. They're not a fan of the vowels. So everything oh. is consonants. Oh boy. And this week I've been learning the alphabet, which is, again, it's like a hieroglyphic alphabet. So it looks like hieroglyphics. Okay. Um, and of course, when when you learn an alphabet, because we've been doing everything, just I've just been writing things down in English as closely as I can to the sounds. Mm. I found out this week, <laughs> Tashlihit has not one, not two. It has three R's. Three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you quite often find two of them side by side in the same word. <laughs> well, no, R is one of the R. Right. Okay. I'm going to try and do the three R's. Okay. So the first R is a soft R, which um, English people can say because it's, it's, it's almost like a W. So like, R, how are you? It's R. Just, mm-hmm. Okay, the second one is a, a proper Scottish R. R yeah, yeah, rolled R. Mm-hmm. Roll those oats. <laughs> and then the third one is R. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right mm-hmm. in the middle of your mouth with your tongue kind of bashing yep. the top of the middle top of your mouth. Of, right. Which all so far so good. And when I say it like that, you'll all be going, oh, my God, this is so easy. What's she moaning about? Okay, no. we'll just try, try and put two of those right together with no vowel in between. So, for example... <laughs> The word for um, bread is arum, arum. <laughs> so if you imagine arum. it written, it's it's basically R G H M is the word for bread. Oh my! Arum. Yeah. So so I yes. Yeah, so today, so I found out that there were three R's. Yeah. That must have been confusing and, up to now. Yes, but but now I'm delighted because I'm sure that it's gonna it's gonna spur me on because honestly you you would be you, well you wouldn't be at all surprised by the number of times I say a word to someone and they go so I'll say to them oh you know I want some bread and they'll go you mean I want some bread and I'll go I want yeah I want some bread and they'll go no 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 you mean I want some bread and I'm like oh and we go on for about twenty minutes with me thinking I'm saying exactly the same thing as they are but clearly not so. The problems. <laughs> I'm you always s- pleased when it's a word like uh, the word for milk is agfe, and I'm like, that's so easy. So I actually buy lots and lots of milk. <laughs> it's easy to say. I've been there. Yeah. I've been yeah, there. Like, what should we go with today? Should we have bread or milk? Let's have milk. <laughs> My the dialect down here in the south is exactly the opposite. There are almost no consonants. It's like one long vowel. Uh, oh my goodness! Oh yeah, it imagine, can just be. Yeah. Imagine if both languages married each other and had the perfect <laughs> language, <laughs> had a baby language in between. <laughs> but I know exactly what you mean because you get to the point where you've got one thing you can consistently order when you go to a restaurant. You know you're <laughs> going to say it correctly, and it will come out just what you've expected, and uh, you kind of get stuck on that. And I have done that. Well, very useful. And I, I, I've had two. I have two large pieces of news. Good. Are you ready? Are I'm, you strapped in? I'm sitting down. Well, the first piece of news is the quick one, so I'm going to tell you that now. I am having a. I'm doing a 
talk, an illustrated talk, video and um, pictures about my new book, Walking with Nomads, in London on June 23rd. Yeah, we knew that, didn't we? We knew you were coming to London to do your... But... But I just want to tell everyone I'm going to try and put the um, link in the uh, show notes. Show notes, Vic. okay. Yeah, okay. and it's it's all sorted out. It's going to be in Brixton at the um, Intrepid Travel offices. Okay. And there's going to be like drinks and nibbles and there might even be discounts on trips. <laughs> we like the sound of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, if anyone could come along, if you're in London, June 23rd, I think it'll be 6.30. Please come because I think it's going to be really cool. So I'm going to put the thing up. Tickets are a fiver. But if you buy a book at the end, uh, Walking With Nomads, you get the five, the five pounds comes off the book, if you see well, what I mean. That's like getting yeah. f- free hors d'oeuvres. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you buy one, you get one, you get it for free or something. You get half of it for free. Oh, super. So, so that was the first part of news. Right. Second part is I am preparing myself for the arrival of my parents in Morocco. Oh boy. First time visit? Yes. And they're not young. Um, so there's going to be a few challenges for them, not least getting up the mule track to my house. So I've been kind of doing, I've, I've been doing like health and safety visits to my own home yeah. and finding it wanting. And then the other thing is I've got a real problem because here, because you live differently here. So mm-hmm. um, we don't have chairs in the same way as you have chairs in the UK. So I have you know, sofas with, not sofas, but like banquettes with cushions. But I'm not sure how comfortable they will be for older people. So I am currently trying to source two, you know, (laughs) armchair type chairs, which of course nobody has. Because no. Nobody uses them. So it's, I'm kind of, I've, I think Casper, very kindly, Casper de Tubcal, which is the one of the big hotels here about uh, a, a mile away from me. May loan they, you a couple of chairs. Well, they, they can, but they said they've only got director's chairs, you know, those foldable ones. So straight after this podcast, I am going to walk up through the woods and see if I if they work. And if they do, <laughs> I, me and a mule will be walking back down <laughs> through chairs. the woods with the chairs. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Well, speaking as a newly minted senior citizen, yes. I, I can appreciate uh, the uh, the chair dilemma. Yeah. Beata has that apartment downtown and she bought some really fancy Le Corbusier furniture. It's lovely. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's lovely, the real beautiful. thing, right? Wow. Uh, <clears throat> from a licensed uh, producer. Uh-huh. I can't sit in the damn thing because I can't get out. <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> I can sit on the couch. There's a couch that which I could kind of roll over and, and get my pins underneath of me. But the beautiful armchair, if I sit down in it, it is very comfortable. But I can't yeah. get out of the damn thing. Well, yeah. So well, this... I, I have great sympathy for your parents. When are yeah, they coming? Well, they're they're coming on the twenty. I'm going back to the UK to collect them. I'm, I'm so I'm going back on Saturday. I'm bringing them over on the twenty fourth. Oh, after um, your, your talk. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So that's that's going to be fun. But I'm I'm looking. Yeah, I'm really 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 looking forward to it. I'm just aware that I feel a little bit bad because there are some things that I can't you know like I can't change the path up here and I can't change the fact that it's it's very mountainous where I live. Right. But I mean, 
I think we'll just take everything nice and easy and it's going to be really great. I can't wait for I can't wait to share where I live with my parents and I can't I can't wait to share my parents with the place I live because here family is everything. Everything. And I think they don't they they feel very sorry for me because I'm on my own. I'm quite I'm quite excited to to see. Look, I'm not on my own. I actually have a family. (laughs) Here they are. Honestly. (laughs) You know, because yeah. everybody's always going to be, oh, Mesquina, <laughs> which means you poor thing. Oh, no. um, I know people people really pity me. So I'm, I'm very I've told everybody, <laughs> I think the entire village knows. And I think it's going to be nice because I think mom and dad will be very made extremely welcome. I'm sure they will be. Yeah. I'm so sure that's exciting. Yeah. So and after that, I'll be run, running senior citizen tours of Imlil. <laughs> That might be a difficult place for senior citizens to get around in. <laughs> up and down oh my the mule track. Yes, well, it was well, Wilbur's way. That's what I'm saying. That's right. All right, yeah. Alice. It's a little early in our time, but we're kind of caught up for this week, don't you think? Talk- I think we are. Yeah, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll and uh, we will uh, speak again in two weeks. Is there anything yeah. we will put the link to your? Uh, talk in London in the in show, the show notes. notes. Yep, else? June twenty third. Let people no, buy the book. It. Buy the book. Buy the book. Buy the book. Buy Walking with Nomads. Get me into those bestseller lists, please, everyone. Oh, it's. I'll tell you what. If you're buying it on Amazon UK at the moment, it's nearly half price. It's about oh, wow. eleven quid. Yeah, it's really cheap. Um, I shouldn't say that, but it is. <laughs> Does that impact you? Does that impact what you get, or is that a choice they no, make? No. That's a publisher thing that I don't, I genuinely don't understand the mechanics and the economics of publishing. So, no, it doesn't impact me at all. Right. You, yeah. Yeah. I've often heard that sometimes writing books is not the world's most lucrative <laughs> profession. <laughs> it's not, but I will just but. say one thing. It's, no, it isn't. It doesn't make a huge amount of money unless you're a bestseller. And I'm, right. I'm sadly not at those, you know, unless you're a kind of a, a Dan Brown or a mm. J.K. Rowling. But I will say one thing. I got an email three days ago from an 87-year-old gentleman oh. whose wife had passed away two years ago and who yes. said that one his great pleasure, his, his solace was reading and that he'd read all four of my books and he loved them and he wanted to let me know. Oh, that is so sweet. That's really nice. I know. Oh, Honestly, that's great. Makes it all there worthwhile. Is, yeah, there's no amount of money in the world that can buy you that, really, no, is there? No, no, no. No, I don't think so. so. That no. was gorgeous. All right. In two weeks, we will speak again. We shall. I, and by then, hopefully, I'm going to have some very exciting tales to oh, tell right. of the Morrisons en famille, <laughs> en famille. Okay. taking Morocco by storm. All right, Alice. We'll talk to you okay. in two weeks. Okay. Okay. Speak Bye. to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.